Hey, sports fans, Greg Medford from The Greg Medford Show, live here at Blade Show in Atlanta, Georgia, 2022. I've got one of the godfathers of the modern knife-making industry. Uh, not to blow too much smoke up your ass, but Anthony, I, I call you regularly one of the most talented designers and uh, innovative guys in the business. I admire your business. I love the finishes on your knife. I love the thoughtfulness of your packaging. Um, I love the whole zeitgeist to your look, and it's got that really stylish Italian coolness to it. And I think you're a badass for pulling it off. And when you do that, you get darts in your back from everybody chasing behind you. This is you. true. This is true. But I appreciate the kind words. No, they're true, and they're hard. Uh, and I mean it. I mean it. Um, I get, I get slayed, and I hear you get slayed, and I always, I, I say, hey man, this is a fucking tough gig being out in front and what you do. Dude, I mean, it's like that anywhere you go. I mean. Um you know, when you're kind of leading the pack in that direction, yeah, you get some darts put in your back. Yeah. But like anything else, you know, I don't get nearly butt hurt as much, you know, when, you know, if somebody, you know, defames us, then we're going to go after them in a big way. But, you know, we appreciate the comments, suggestions. You know, we get razzed a lot. I get that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, no, in a bad way. I mean, we always do. But, you know, for as long as we're continuing to buy the knives, we're going to continue on our customer service and our, uh, you know, we're just going to continue to try to do better because like I was explaining, even though, you know, my, my time in this industry will be short, you know, eventually I'll pass, you know, but the boys will take it over. Even with my son, Tony, you know, I was thinking the other day, you know, I wouldn't redo, you know, if I had an opportunity to go back and relive my life, I would do it all the same. There's a couple of little things I probably would fucking <laughs> like to omit from my life and some yeah, kooky I got, relationships. I got a couple but, little things I'd yeah, like to Yeah, you know, delete. like that I could... I, I could one or two relationships I could omit without causing a fucking paradox. I would definitely go back and wipe that shit. Yeah, out. you don't want to. You don't want to crack the space time <laughs> continuum. I know, I right? <laughs> but nevertheless, I mean, you know, you see what my son Tony's doing at Heretic and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, growing and doing Sean really well. Yeah, and stuff. So you know, my, you know, my the the, the name is going to live on. You know, so hopefully, you know, those expectations can continue to be met. You know, we've made mistakes. I've made a ton of mistakes along the way. Mm -hmm. Maybe all my decisions are not the best ones, but at the time it seems like a good thing for us. You know, but in, in the meantime, you know, the company's still expanding. We're still trying to find better ways to manufacture. I mean, you know what it's like here. Yeah, it's the I thing mean, about leadership, though. You know, we can't pause and second-guess ourselves. You cannot. You can you do cannot. a little bit of that, like, in the bathroom. But other than that, <laughs> you got to fucking it. be a boss. you got to keep going. No, and, it, and it's good. And what really makes, like I say, Microtech successful, not so much, you know, it was my vision, Susan's vision at first, but it's the people that we have. You know, we got a little over 180 full-time people right now. we got some good people. Yeah. You know, it wasn't always that way. You know, it was always like fucking, I, I remember dreading going to work. It's like, God, I can't fucking work with this guy or this guy. Or oh, I They had couldn't some work with too. me. And, you know, the old Tony used to throw fucking hammers through the wall. Oh, new Tony can't do that anymore no because HR will fucking have my ass right but um, you know we got a good core of people and that's been probably the biggest part of our strategy is being able to get ourselves surrounded with like-minded people and it's well, not always easy. that's the toughest thing I've noticed yeah. it too because uh, when I uh, you know, people say hey why don't you just get a second shift going and I go fuck man I, it's 12 years to get these 50 people that I, I know, like right? and can get easier, along with. Easier said Way than easier done. said than done. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's tough. You know, I've heard some numbers nationally, like it takes eight hires to get a great stick. Um, I'm going to say that that's pretty close. That's pretty I think close. it is too. We don't, We're we probably five, but. Our, 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 <laughs> you know, for us, it's a little different because we go through such a vetting process. It makes it a little, un and it all depends on how you vet. Yeah. Like we had one, I won't mention names, but she was horrible, horrible HR, HR lady before Melinda came in. 
And that department was just horrible at getting people and retaining them. You know, so the vetting process just didn't simply work for us, but now it's a, it's a culture. So, you know, I'd say for every new hire we get on here, I mean, we don't have a very big overturn rate at all. Yeah. Um, you know, we try to empower our people, we try to get them in the right positions. You know, and a lot of times you do have to take that chance because you think about it, Greg. I mean, you and I, it doesn't matter. We didn't wake up one day and we were fucking born doing this. Right. We had to learn a lot you of this work on our into own. It, we had yeah. to work into it. Yeah. There was no fucking YouTubes and, and, and only hands. Only hands. No, just kidding. Um, but, you know, all these different things to go learn how to do this stuff. We had to go, we had to go, we had to a go lot figure of figuring this out, it out yeah. for ourselves. A lot of problem solving. So, you know, I think part of our biggest claim to fame is just finding those people that have that motivational skill to want to do better. You know, because a lot of guys would come up and be like, you know, Tony, you're fucking so hard to work for. And I was like, why? Because I expect you to show up on time? Oh, or yeah. Or I expect you to fucking do your job? Or how about not be fucking off on your phone, you know, during my fucking time? <laughs> and I'm, I'm the bad guy? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's just it, it's changed how we approach things. Yeah. You know, we... Well, how many employees did you have when you wrote your first employee manual? Oh, my God, maybe first employee manual I had to because I, I almost you know had I didn't even know what unemployment was until a couple of people collected I was like you actually get money if you fucking get fired or quit I was like <laughs> I didn't know that Susan yeah, yeah. I didn't know that yeah yeah so as we grew maybe 10 oh okay 10 or 15 we had people. our first employee manual at 40 people holy Jesus Christ yeah and oh when, my God. when we did it you know we handed yeah. it out to everybody it was like this momentary culture shock with everybody I know, right I'm like guys I gotta have these rules it can't be like whatever Greg says right right and it's the same thing but it, it, it's a culture it's a culture and talk, like I said most of the most of them get it most if they can't then they you know we can move them on talk yeah. to me about uh, Let's talk knives for a minute. Yeah. So uh, what do you see cool or any emerging trends in the knife business? You know, it's going to be really hard to say. I mean, I think uh, any amount of innovation, because you, as you've always known, um, I've seen a lot of companies go through explosive growth mm -hmm. and new design and everything mm -hmm. else. You know, even for us back in the day, you know, we have some models that still stick and resonate within our line. Yeah, I mean, the SOCOM Elite or the SOCOM of 1996 is, of course, noticeably different than the one of 2022. But it's like kind of like that Ford F-150, you know, the one that was made 100 years ago versus the model, you know, so I believe in that upgrade, you know, but these SKUs that last 20 years or better, yeah. you know, with that innovation behind manufacturing and materials, I think if you got a couple really good SKUs that stick, then stick with it. I mean, you were just talking to, you know, Tim Reeve. Yep. Look at the fucking Sabenza. Yeah. Look at what Chris did with that. Yeah. It was very, very simplistic I shit. Know. And they wrote I an know. entire freaking, know. you know, chapter in knife history with those pieces. Yeah. So I think I think part of that is I think for companies it, it's hard because you walk in here and you see so much new stuff. Yeah. And it's like you get like even folding knives. I mean, you could put all the folding knives out on this floor, man, it like they would all blend in. You know, so I think like even in looking at your line, I could tell your line from a, a arm's distance away. I'm going to know right now that that's meant for knives. So having that ability to continue to innovate but also keep your DNA, yeah. I think is super important. Yeah. So for us, you know, yes, yeah, some things have manifested a little bit differently on how we got started, but I think most of the core, we understand where our place is. What do you, how do you, you know? feel, uh, you know, I think one of the hardest things as you grow is one, managing the talent, and two, maintaining Absolutely. the quality. Yes. Uh, and if you're a ball buster, you have to be a lunatic fringe to keep the quality, or it all spills that, off that's the table. Our, that's our biggest, 
biz, biggest expense in our biggest programs at Microtech is it's chasing quality. Is quality control. And I feel because, like yeah, as it, we get bigger, I think our quality is getting better because the absolutely. mistakes are so expensive. You have to get you, them right. No, you have to, and you have to you have to manage it because it's one of those things. You know, with runtimes and anything else, yeah. you overlook a runtime on a Swiss. Oh. You could scrap a couple shifts worth of parts in a hurry, and it could be something as a mundane, you know, dimension that could be checked with a set of calipers or a you know micrometer. You know, now we're looking at systems that are all optical, so it's catching things we can't see. In real so time. So a lot of things that we typically, we don't run into that thing, well, hey, the guy was an operator and ran all these fucking parts, and now we got to go back and fix them. You know, got it, some optical we got juicy some stuff. We got some stuff that we can't see, bro. Yeah. You can't see it till you get on the bench. Right. And that's the stuff that we're really, really emphasizing. I think probably Microtech's biggest proportion of our expansion is expanding our ability to quality control what we're doing. Yeah, because as it gets bigger, oh, it's, it it could get so out of control. Quantum, it's no, a, it's oh, it could, it can, it can hurt you in a hurry. Yeah, and it's expensive, especially oh, yeah. when you get into scrap and blade materials or raw materials that are big money. We had twenty sheets of steel go out that had to be plus or minus a half thou, and they came back fourth out of tolerance. Oh, oh my god! So the gr- oh, I'm having a fucking stroke. I know. So the <laughs> so the flat the flat grind company says, hey, what can we do to make it right? We'll just get some more material. Oh I yeah, go, yeah, yeah. I just go, go well, hey, the- listen, it was a hundred thousand dollars worth of material, <laughs> yeah. and it's four months to get it right now. And that's and I need this tomorrow because that's the thing even if you could write a check it's like you can't you, you can't, can't replace it you can't replace this fucking material it's almost like life that gets yeah. sucked out you know and that's the you know the biggest thing for us is that's where we emphasize kind of from day one i mean i should be i should have a battleship and a big cargo boat and all these things i, I invested all in the equipment because that's was part of the issue we never really planned on having a big machine shop you know, when Susan and I started, we're like, okay, hey man, this guy's making the blade. You know, Chris is doing this, this guy's doing that. This is great. You know, we're gonna assemble them in our fucking living room. And, but the problem is we start running into those funnels where you would have an OEM vendor or something that would fail. And then you'd have to go, okay, well this guy needs to get paid. Greg needs to get paid for grinding the blades. You don't want to hear anybody shit yeah. about your screws yeah. or this or that. Right. No, so the, that's like the well, machine still has to go. The, yeah, so we started collecting equipment to be able to cover the gaps, and yeah. that's how Microtech got in the business of machining. I know, and, same um, with me, because I wanted to have partners who helped me with this stuff, and I found very yeah. quickly you have to do it yourself. A lot of yeah. times, and, and don't get me wrong, we do have a couple really great OEM shops, uh, you know, within North Carolina, up in PA, and a few others that really help out with the surplus. Cool. Because it's like the same thing right now. I mean, we're struggling in three areas. We're struggling with space. Of course, we have to, you know, continue to team build strategically. And material. And, and then, you know, well, materials, we did a little something. I did a little something outside of the box when all this COVID shit hit. You know, and um, it was uh, ambiguous with my wife, who was my partner at the time, because she didn't want to really see this. She didn't want to. So did you start would, buying extra stuff? Oh, fucking like so mad, did I. dude. I, I've been hoarding for I two bought, years. I bought, I spent all my fucking money on M390, titanium, Aluminum, we struck deals for months, and everybody laughed at me. They're like, "You're fucking crazy." Well, I'm listen, like, I drove my mom oh. crazy in accounting because I was like, "Hey, I want a million of those bearings. I want a million of those races." And everybody's looking at you, going, "What the? F- are you fucking mad?" But now I'm kind of like with all the supply yeah, chain. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I still fucking, have everything. Yeah, I'm man. like, man, I want because no, you're in, gonna use it. You know what you're in, gonna yeah, do. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I can't go 30 days waiting for something. No, it would it, it would put cr- you out of business. It would, almost. Cr- it would cripple. Yeah. for us, it would be it would be catastrophic. Catastrophic. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you can't get raw, you can't get some of these things oh, we got steel pi- my oh mom's my like God. mom we you yeah. know we got a lot of steel i go mom i go uh, listen i need to sleep at night <laughs> so i got that, extra that, stuff piled up i'll tell you what greg out of anything you're 100 percent right if anything spooks marfion out of the middle of the night it's fucking running out of steel yeah you know? well, it'll, it'll never happen 
I mean, we'd have to have a major catastrophe because what Bowler does for us now is they stock X amount in Austria, they stock X amount in Boston, and we stock X amount. So what it is, it's an overlap supply because yeah. of space, but we always have that rotation because you think of a mill doing a billet, it could take 24 months on a good day. So we always have several in play, s several, several billets in play. And it's heavy on us, bro, yeah. because all our residual profits, you know, and I have to do it, but I can cover mm -hmm. myself for a 30 month period if the mill stopped. Well, what spooks yeah. me is as the manufacturing in Europe and the United States turns its gaze back to acquiring here instead of in Asia. Yeah. And it's going on right now. They're vacuuming up everything because companies like Boeing and GE and Morton Thiokol, yeah. they turn their gaze to acquiring materials here. Yeah. And they can't, they, we can't compete. They, they no get way. it all. Yeah, they do. And it spooks me. Uh, that's the number one thing that kind of keeps me up because if, they, if Boeing went to CPM, and said, hey, yeah, I, I want all, us, it would yeah. kill the whole knife yeah. industry know, here. That sucks. Uh, or that sucks. it could happen with Airbus and Bowler. I mean, you know, it just depends what the shift of mentality is. And we is. have. We haven't, I mean, even though we're using the M390 exclusively right now, we've always tried to keep our avenues open. Yeah. And, that's a, and that was a big heartbreak for me because even when we got, and that was a neat, neat, neat thing when, when Trump was in office, is, you know, we fought really hard to get that 100% made in the USA with everything labeled. You know, a lot of people break my balls. They're like, oh, Tony's running the China. Tony's not running the fucking China. Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, we're, we're doing a little bit of work with Reich and stuff like that, which I get a little bit of scrutiny, but it's not my meat and potatoes. You know, they already told me, hey, we're having a hard time getting materials. I'm like, join the club, bro. Yeah. I mean, join the club. If you can't make it, it's okay. Yeah. You know, as long as they're quality. But the same thing, kind of what we're battling back at home is just making absolutely 100% sure that we have viable resources moving forward. That, yeah. That's a trick, dude. I have a couple of ideas, and I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about sure. them, but away from this mess. No, no, no. No, um, I got you, man. I got all right, you. last thing, a little less serious. What's with all the hot chicks at your booth, man? Give me a little breakdown <laughs> on this, because the, I hear two things. Guys, go. I'm here for the Marfion Shot Show, uh, the Blade Show special, and what's with all the hot the guys always? What's going on with all the hot chicks over you there? Know, uh, I had the Hot Chick Award for a while, and then, then, you, <laughs> then you got it. What happened, man? <laughs> You know, uh, we started looking at programs about a little over a year and a half ago uh, because we wanted to start working a little bit towards, a little bit more towards uh, women, you know, using our knives. So, of course, you know, we tagged up with Jamie Villamore, which does a really nice job representing our brand and stuff like that. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd say we got a pretty uh, well-rounded selection of beautiful women working. <laughs> Why not? You know, if I got, a, if I got a, a beautiful woman behind the counter that could actually manipulate these knives, shoot, and actually carry themselves well, I think it's a good, I, I think it's a good angle for us. For but, sure. You know, working with like Kat uh, Minos uh, from the Women Warriors, they slay it. They slay it as far as getting these knives and the message out to women and the real ladies. Hey, who's the so. ginger? Is that your girlfriend? No, it's not my girlfriend. Man. <laughs> I I no, I, I, I no comments. All right, um, hey, listen, I'm just kidding. I know no. you got a lot of stuff to do, and I appreciate you coming over here and no, uh, man, and saddling it. up to chat with me. Uh, our podcast, you know, it's mostly politics. It's a little bit of knives. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm probably when I punch out of this going to be doing something. You know, running for some national office. So I I love talking. Dude, I'll totally vote for you, man. I and I just want to say that you know I know that we you know in a big competitive market, you know, 
remember, I mean, we got 180 people. You know, we have 95,000 square foot of freaking space. Yeah. We're expanding here in the U.S. We ain't yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. But I support American industry, especially guys like you. Yeah. So I give you the freaking kudos for doing the shit that you're doing back here at home. And you're always going to get our support in that in that realm. And, that, and that's the biggest thing that we expect is we don't mind the competition. I but love the competition my, I love here. the competition yeah. right here. Uh, we just don't like it when we get guys that are like, hey, you know, all USA made, all veteran owned, all this stuff, and it's not true. Yeah, so no. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to warn that you gotta out. Call, you got to call that out when I'm, it's I'm, worthy I'm, of I'm calling call, out. I'm going to be calling some people out here really shortly, and um, I never go into a dogfight unless I know I'm going to win. Nah, but I, that's all I'm saying is I don't mind them doing what they're doing, but you got you got to be transparent about it. If you're going to step up and do that kind of shit, you better tell people where these knives are being made. God, who are you going to who are you going to out first? Uh, you'll see. Oh my god. Yeah. Is, uh, this is, is off record. Is yeah. there anybody I know? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. No. no. Dude, you make your stuff state. I'm like I'm the real thing. No. Hey, yeah, listen. No, cuz I could quantify by going to your factory. Yeah, yeah. But I got guys that are like, "Oh no, our factories are all over the USA." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay, I've dude. seen some Picture to picture, side by sides, guys doing knockoffs of your stuff that looks like the parts are interchangeable. And I was like, it, holy it sucks, shit. Man. And that's another big thing that we battle is we have to battle from an intellectual standpoint yeah. side. It, it's like whack-a-mole, bro. Yeah, no, I get it. Listen, um, yeah. I really appreciate it. I, you know, it's funny. Customers always like to pit everybody against each other. Oh, I'm a this guy or I'm a that guy oh, or I'm man, a this guy. I, I love that you came over and took time out of your day. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. No, I really dude, appreciate man, it's it. Awesome. And I hope as you always get down wish to North you Carolina, the best. You know, let's get together. I'll get you on my podcast. We'll have some drinks great. and some fun. Maybe awesome. maybe cook some food or something. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, appreciate, appreciate it. You. Thanks, Thank Anthony. You. Hey, you guys, that's Anthony Marfion from Marfion Knives uh, Microtech. Here we are. Thanks. <laughs>